Well, hey, folks. Welcome. Well, here we are, the Not Necessarily Mad podcast with me, Eric Hollinsworth, and G.B. Meyer. So thanks for joining us. In this episode of Not Necessarily Mad, we talk about movies that we park the remote for. So let's get right to it. Hey, GB. Hey, Eric. How you doing, man? Pretty good. How you doing? Uh, you know, I'm doing. I'm doing okay. It seems like uh, I'm hitting stride with the new norm, whatever the new norm is. Yeah, right yeah. I kind of had that that feeling today too. I um, took in the small pleasure of just putting on a mask and walking around the block, um, and and just getting outside for a minute for no reason. And I was like, you know what? I can just do this for fun. It's cool. Yeah, 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 there's there's no reason to there's you don't have to have a reason. I said there's no reason to go outside. That'd be kind of stupid. But right. You you don't have to have a reason to get out. And I I try to get out at least once a day, even if it's just to my car and drive for ten fifteen minutes and come back. Oh yeah, yeah. You know just just to just to break up the monotony. Speaking of breaking up the monotony, yes, sir. I I actually got a little time to do some. Do some TV watching over the last couple of evenings. Oh, nice! It was, was, was kind of nice. I was caught up with stuff and was able to sit in front and watch some really bad baseball. Um, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, no, no offense to baseball in general. They were all I love trying, ba- right? Yeah, I, I love baseball, but these guys don't want to be there, and there's no fans. Yeah, and it's just lackluster going through the motions. Sure. I mean, it's it's great to hear the crack of the bat and and the fake crowds and all that stuff but it's 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 a little heartbreaking yeah but a thought occurred to me as i was watching a really bad game and switching through the channels uh-huh. i came across um rambo first blood oh. <laughs> yeah and it, it occurred to me that that's one of those movies that if i'm flipping through the channels i'll stop even if it's for just a little bit Oh, yeah. and I was and I was, I was kind of wondering. I, I think everybody has like there's a, a a list of yeah. If I'm flipping through, this is this is a movie I'll stop on. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. I definitely uh, I definitely will park the remote on on a number of movies. And they're usually uh, they're usually really broad comedies that I've seen more than once way more than once but i'm like oh this is the part where the and i'll just watch this part and stick along with it yeah yeah for sure you know i'll I'll tell you so i'll tell you in the in that category one guilty pleasure i'll just get i'll just get this one right at the top of my head is joe dirt it's okay yeah I, i can dig that all right so i know it's the silliest uh stupidest movie but something about this redneck character that he does just really this caricature it just lands and in some way it's not it's not mean i mean he does it without he, being he, ugly you know he well he he does and and it's not offensive to those that might find parallels with their own persona sure um yeah. They they find it hilarious because I I know guys that can go through that spiel about the firecrackers. <laughs> right. Every Fourth of July, I will have one friend who texts me a uh, a sample from that about you know whistling kitty bungholes or whatever. So I, I, exactly. But 
I, I I live near those guys that are 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 those guys, and they don't look at it as a as an insult in Joe Dirt. They look at it as like, hell yeah, yeah. I know that guy. That's it. I don't like it. Sure, that's me. And it's yeah. and of course it's got some. You know, it's in the uh, it's in the 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 canon of quotable walk in. You know, I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron and all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've got that too. You have anything yep. in that category? Really broad and silly, stupid comedy. Um. I almost hate to admit it, but men in tights. Oh, yeah, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, no, I'm going to be singing that song for the rest of the evening. I know, I know. And and conversely, the parody that it most closely, uh, the Robin Hoods that it most closely did, the, the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just because Alan Rickman is... Oh, fabulous man. in that yeah cut your heart out with a spoon <laughs> why a spoon because it'll hurt more you know that, that <laughs> yeah. is just yeah but um yeah but any of the mel brooks things sure. if i can if i can pop across a mel brooks i'm gonna stop on it i mean even the watered down safer tv versions i'll i'll stop and and deal with like the uh, the, the oh my god the the flatulent scene in Blazing Saddles <laughs> loses so much when they edit it for TV and yeah. there's no noise just guys standing up and belching <laughs> it, it, you know it just it, it, <laughs> I think um, I think when um, I think the only one of those that I will watch in edited form and I know that I have is uh, is probably Young Frankenstein yes and that that's just that that's not just a movie that I will stop on if I come across it on uh, on the on you know flipping through the remote with the remote. Uh-huh. I'll purposely look for it. That oh, is sure. Just a, that is just a great. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta watch it. <laughs> you just, but any any of that. I mean, even the earlier stuff like uh, High Anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is uh, you know any of those Mel sure. things are great. Right. Um, I guess you know for me. I you know I kind of comprised a list of these as I was thinking through them, uh-huh. and a, and a lot more than than normal I would think. Although I, I do consider myself a sports fan, mm-hmm. um, and a closeted sports radio listener, um, um, but like three, four of the three of the three of the bunch that are written are like um, are, are sports movies like uh, The Natural. Uh huh. And and that one doesn't. I think that one's more nostalgic for me because it was it was such a great movie at the time that I saw it the first time. Sure. Like, oh, that's just baseball purism. Right. Oh. Right. And then uh, Bull Durham. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just. I mean, the. For me, it's less about the. Although the love of baseball is there, don't get me wrong, but the acting in that is so great, and I don't think you could cast that movie any better than they did yeah and you know you really can't go wrong with a sultry sarandon talking about walt whitman i mean um she's captivating in that movie that is kind of sexy i'm not gonna lie (laughs) i'm not gonna lie just a little bit yeah yeah so so other than other than the uh the broad comedies what what do you got well, I think that um, if I'm going to head outside of broad comedies, and there's certainly, you know, I think there's certainly cousins to that. Um, like, uh, well, so I'll go with a, what I'll call a classic but very intelligent comedy, but it's still a blockbuster, and that's actually Ghostbusters, the 1984 original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that other crap, no. no, no, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> there are some things you can remake, some things you can't. Right, right. So um, I think just the um, there's a lot of things I enjoy about it. I mean, there's a lot of different axes axes inside of it. I mean, it's funny, uh, but it reminds me of the time that it came out. There's this whole subtext of, you know, some guys just trying to run a business, but the man is keeping him down. There's just right. the absurdity of Bill Murray being set loose on the script. You know, <laughs> that part where he like just grabs, you know, I'll tell you a part. I'll, I'll, I'll actually sit around and wait for him to open up the, um, the piano and uh, hit the keys just a few times and say they hate that. And when he's in, yeah, I just, yes. yeah, I love that. Well, you know, it's, I think Bill, the early Bill Murray, that like that early 80s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Caddy, Caddyshack, Stripes. Oh, yeah. Ghostbusters. Right. Those, those are all just, I mean, he was at his peak there as, as a, as a comedic actor. I, I think he, he's gone on to do some really good things. Yeah. You know, later in life, as a more, as a more mature actor, I guess. Yeah. Call right. It. That whole window between, we'll say, like between Meatballs and maybe like uh, Groundhog Day, his, his catalog yeah. right in there is just, uh, was just, yeah. yeah. So he's <laughs> going with the Dalai Lama. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, some of the most quotable stuff from from yeah. That's the fact, Jack. I mean, he was just it, it was it was a, an amazing run. Oh yeah, at a at a time when there was a lot of good like comedic actors going out there and trying to do stuff. Now I'm going to make a hop from Ghostbusters over to another movie that's not a comedy. Okay, and that is with Sigourney Weaver, and that movie is Alien. You know what? What? Mm. No. Uh, I'll, <laughs> Passerino on that one. After the first couple of watchings, I'm like, you know what? I get it. Every, I mean, every once in a while, if it's on, I'll stop. But it's not, it's like, oh uh, uh, no, I'm I'm not entranced. All right, so but now I got But I but but I dig I dig the fact that you can come clean on. that. Oh, one. I love it. I mean, you know, so it's like this. If I, if I show up and it's before the spaghetti dinner, and I know you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> then I'm like, I've got to wait for this. <laughs> but then once I've already waited, you know, then I'm like, oh, you know, I I have well, to uh, I, I have to see what I'm, comes next. Just a few more minutes. And then you know, I'm, I, I'm invested in it now. <laughs> yeah, but so you know, that one's certainly not a broad comedy, and I think that maybe part of its appeal is I was so young when I saw it the first time, and it it not only really caught my attention, I mean, it scared me. So uh, oh, oh yeah, I mean, scared the bejesus <laughs> out of you. I mean that that was one. Of, I mean, I'm 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 not a huge fan of horror. Mm -hmm. But I've watched enough of it to kind of understand the genre. I mean, did you know Halloween was big when we were kids? Oh yeah, and and, and that whole series, and you know the whole blood and gore stuff, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and all that stuff. <laughs> and and as I look on it now, as as an adult, I caught one of those one time, and I'm just like, oh my god, I was scared of this. This is just okay. <laughs> I mean, that's spaghetti in the bowl, you know. But um, well, so how about this? All right, so okay. if not something scary, is there anything that you would call like, um, like uh, I don't know, big and sweeping and epic, and maybe not even something that necessarily everyone else would be into, but something that's got more of an artistic flavor, where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's on. I'm watching this right now. If the mood hits, a good western. Okay, yeah. Um, I uh, I watched the new magnificent magnificent seven mm -hmm. and that one i think will will quickly become the kind of movie that oh it's on there's about an hour left cool i'll watch it oh okay yeah uh, it, it's really good um 
the um oh shoot it was just on the other day kurt douglas and uh, uh val kilmer the western they did shoot um oh tombstone tombstone yeah yes. sure good, good, good call on that I had yeah, i'll be I'll, i'm your huckleberry i'm your huckleberry yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean that it that moment from the moment it starts to the moment it ends it's a great movie even if you don't like westerns and that that one that one will stop me sure but but some of the classic stuff like uh i'm a sucker for um uh, like the Dirty Harry movies or any of the Clint Eastwood westerns? Oh, yeah. So um, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I wasn't thinking in, along that line, but I can tell you that um, the one where they paint the town red and he's the ghost, uh, High Plains Drifter. Drifter, yeah, yes. Yeah, I will, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will stick with that from any moment that I drop into it. Um, yep, exactly. Yeah. Especially when he's saddling up out of town you know there's an another name that i can think of it's not western but uh not, but but visually uh quite unique and that's stuff made by stanley kubrick i tend to be drawn pretty quickly if some one of the one of his movies are on into just sticking around and watching the whole thing exactly well that they were a good movie will stop you if you come across a good movie it doesn't matter what genre or what mood you're in if like if clockwork clockwork orange pops up mm-hmm. i'm pro i'm probably in yeah i'm you know it's just visually it's just it, it's an outstanding movie to start with but i mean forrest gump will draw you in like that sure it will hey yeah. I, i'm gonna before we run away from kubrick i gotta say this there is a movie by him and it's by far uh by far the not not the most beloved at all but it's starting to get a little bit of attention from some uh some from some filmmakers now and i don't even know if if most people have seen it but it's called barry linden and it's got ryan o'neill in it and i don't know i've not seen that okay so um i don't you know what then i I won't i won't go into any length about it but i'll just say (laughs) this the whole thing is is set like a like 18th century uh portraits and landscapes the sets are incredible it won all kinds of oscars uh there are indoor scenes that are filmed entirely by candlelight using nasa technology it is just a visually uh, just incredible film um right on yeah yeah i'll have to add add that to the list yeah if you're feeling like very very relaxed and into something that is like i don't know like watching a uh i don't know like a 18th century portraiture and landscape painting come to life uh right yeah it's pretty good for that but i right. will admit that that's a pretty niche thing but that's one that i get stuck on if it comes on oh. Right on. So I, it occurred to me earlier in the conversation, and we and we kind of trailed off to another way. And I, I, I'm glad I kind of remembered this question. You know, we spoke of you know, well, I talked about the horror movies, and you know, I watch them now, and I'm like, ah, this scared me really. Oh yeah. I mean, because the the visuals are just you can tell the visuals are circa 1982, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But is it is there a movie or? You know, show even but I'm, we'll, we'll stick with movies okay. that that as an as a more mature watcher you 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 found something different with it or you just like i understand sometimes we watch movies for the nostalgic value and that's about all they're worth sure yeah and then there are other movies that we watch because of both the nostalgic value and they're really good movies so is there is there one that you that either you as an adult just went oh 
that doesn't that doesn't play well now or <laughs> wow there's really a lot more to this movie than i thought as i watched it as a younger person um so you know what i'll, I'll give you i'll give you one of each and they're nearly side by side and uh, they're only a few years apart um the first one and and uh, you know this might be a bit controversial but you know i'm going to power through it uh fast times at richmond high does not really hold the uh, does not really hold up with time. I mean, it reminds me of being that age. Right. I think it's a period piece, much like any of the of the like the Thin Man series from the forties and fifties or anything like that. They don't read well nah. in modern time, but they are a great snapshot of that time. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So now, if I'm going to hop forward a few years, there's a small comedy that had John Cusack in it that didn't i don't think it really had a whole lot of uh i don't think it got a whole lot of of box office pop but it had a little bit of a cult following and that's better off dead and right. and i don't know i don't know if you've seen it recently i'm telling you that movie is i, I haven't that movie is still funny eric in fact oh, i think wow. it's so, so it, it, it aged it well aged, or it did it aged very well it, yeah the jokes in it are still kind of they're still witty they're still clever um and uh you know what? I'm I'm not going to be the guy who's just quitting the movie because I'm in love with it. But that's one where I'm like, wow, you know, it it didn't really it didn't really grab me particularly back then. But I, I really laugh at it when I see it now. And that's one I'll hang with if it comes on the TV for sure. Right. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I, I you know after I asked the question, I started thinking, I'm like, what have I watched that's like disappointed me at after a certain age? Yeah. And you know, I think they're you know. You know, there are a couple of movies like uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh yeah. When I saw that, I thought, "Oh, this is comedy. This is comedy gold. <laughs> this is brilliant." And it came on, and I watched the first fifteen minutes, and I'm just like, "Oh, yeah. This isn't. The jokes aren't funny anymore. Uh, I mean, they're still funny, and it's a good movie. I don't want to be that dude that like just poo-poo's everything, but." For me, it just like I was I was setting myself up to have a laugh fest. I'm like, oh, dude, this is gonna be great. I got nothing to do for the next two hours. I'm gonna watch Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and I'm gonna laugh my laugh my tail off, and I'm gonna have a good time with it. And 15 minutes in, I'm looking in the in the yeah, okay, what I else hear is you. On? You know, and it, it, a piece of my childhood died that day. I, you know what's funny is I find I found I found the um, Somewhere online, I found the the digital recordings of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, really? And now I, I watched that, and I was like, "Oh, this is much funnier now as an adult than it was when I was like a teen." I guess is when that came out, and it was teen, it was teen humor. But as an adult, I'm like, "How did they get away with that?" <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, and it, it doesn't necessarily age well, but it doesn't get any less funny because it's aged, right? Well, yeah. so um, that kind of moves in a direction of what I'll, what I'll call, uh, you know, uh, cult appeal. Do you have any mm -hmm. movie that you would describe as having strong cult appeal that you're a big fan of? I will do. I will do you one better. I will do one movie and two and three series. Okay. The movie, and I, I have, I have yet to find somebody go. That is a piece of crap movie i never watch it princess bride oh yeah right i mean even even if even if you're not into that 
if it comes on and somebody's watching it and you get involved with it, you're just like, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> okay, that's Billy Crystal, and that is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And and again, you, I don't think it could have been cast any better. And it's and it's uh, to a point, it has a cult following. Yeah, I mean, even even by just the the casual watcher, they're like, yeah, you know, it's a good movie. I'll watch it. Yeah, you know there there are people that celebrate it as the the glorious movie that it is. Yeah, and and but the other ones, you know, I had a on my list. I had a little side note for okay. These are the movies that I'll stop the remote on, mm-hmm. and then I had I had a I had three of three things that would be like there's nothing else on. I'll put this on till something else better comes along, or I need to go do something else. <laughs> and um the and and it's i'll i'll unapologetically fly my um geek flag mm-hmm. um uh, i'm a big marvel movie fan yeah yeah and I, I think you've mentioned that to me before but we but only in passing right and those are one like if there's nothing else on and i come across it or even if there is something else on and i just in the mood yo man winter soldier cool i'll watch that that'll be good and and sometimes it's just in the background for noise. Sometimes it's it's a it's another watch for for enjoyment uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. But but the Star Wars because there's a channel on uh, the I've got satellite and there's on the weekend you're guaranteed either one or the other of these series are going to be on somewhere in a marathon. And that's the Star Wars uh, set of movies. Mm-hmm. And that happened this past weekend. As I was doing some around the house, I'm like, "What's on?" There oh, we okay. go. We'll just, yeah, we'll just put on New Hope while we're vacuuming, and uh, the Harry Potter series. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I can attest to the cult-like devotion. I'm not going to call it a cult because that would be pushing it too far. Right. But there is a cult-like devotion to that movie for a certain age group. Um, I'm I'm faculty at at Sweetbriar College. Mm-hmm. And I will, you know, I'm very proud of the fact that I am a professor. Don't get me wrong. But I always tell my, my, my students up there, now you can refer to me at whatever makes you comfortable. Um, Eric is fine. Professor Hollinsworth, professor, whatever. And nine times out of 10, I get a professor, but it's not the American professor. It's professor. <laughs> and, and I realized that. Part of the reason that they they call of all of us that is they grew up with these movies and you know it, it's it's so ingrained in their upbringing. Yeah, you know I, I can't think of a, a movie series that that compares for you and I. That I I, I try. I know that I, I don't have one now. Other 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 than Star Wars. Yeah, um, and, and even there, um, so. Um, Star Wars is Star Wars is a series that um, that I don't have even the generational devotion that a lot of other people do. Um, right. Like I've only seen the um, I've only seen a handful of the ones that have been created. And um, now, obviously, there's the the one that came out at the very first one, and then the, you know right. uh, A New Hope, and then Empire Strikes Back, um, Return then of the Re- Return of the Jedi. But I remember uh, being a little disappointed in the Ewoks and all of that jazz. And uh, and honestly, my fascination kind of it kind of deteriorated there. Right. So that makes me that makes me the weirdo, though. Don't get me wrong. 
Well, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, I've heard that from folks before that like it just wasn't my thing. I wasn't into it. It you know whatever. And I get that. Um, I think it is. It has become a, a cultural touchstone. Oh yeah, though. absolutely. You know. I mean, everybody gets the reference. Right. And to speaking of cultural touchstone, you started with uh, mentioning the Princess Bride, and I want to just say I totally agree with that. I think that there was like um, I think that there's a real natural charm and a warmth that they captured in that movie. It's not just even the performances, the way they put it together and the way it was scripted. Um, you know, it takes a lot of these things to, to really find the right combo when they do, when you deliver a film, right? And they just did something in right. that movie that is, uh, I, don't, I don't find that it ever really gets to be uh, stupid or saccharine. Um, mm -mm. Um, but it's they 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 walked a very narrow line between over the top and and dead on and there's that little space in between yeah yeah they flirt with and, corny and, and then they pull it back you know yeah exactly exactly yeah, so um i'd for you know it's weird that when i asked about cult movie i wasn't thinking of that or something like that but that's a perfect example of of what i had so in mind so what what is your idea of a cult movie? Um, I I know that I know of one cult movie that I know uh, I know pretty well, and I would even say that I'm uh, have been a bit cultish about it, and um, and uh, we'll see how this goes. It's the Big Lebowski. Mm. <laughs> Indeed, and and see, I'm not I'm not I'm not a member of that. Yeah, of that I kind of had a feeling. Cult. I knew it. Yeah, um, I, I get the reference. I've seen it. It's a great movie. It's not one that I connected with. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I'm also like, I'm not a big Chris Farley or any of those really over the top SNL type guys that come out and do movies. Uh -huh. uh, I'm I'm just you know the whole uh, oh shoot what's his name the the tall guy guy curly hair Will uh, Ferrell uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, yeah, not my cup of tea. So in that in that category, I'll say that of of nearly every movie I can think of that came out of like um, the 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 nineties and two thousand SNL movie making machine, there is one right. movie that I really do enjoy, uh, and that's Tommy Boy. I I I get it for I get it for its. Yes, I, I agree with you there. That is, it is a it is a good yeah. flick. The problem is that they they tried to do it over and over and over and over and over <laughs> again. And there's only so many fat jokes Farley could pull off. Man, I mean, I love the dude, and I thought he was a comic genius. Uh -huh. I mean, he, I, I it, just I brilliant, think that but, one. I think that movie in particular, although there is some of that Farley and hi, I'm a, hi, I'm a fat guy, um, and I'm a klutz. There's a certain. Uh, there's a certain, uh, I'm going to use the word warmth again, but there's a certain genuine warmth in what he's doing. And David Spade... I think a genuineness. I, yeah, I yeah, he's really, it, there's something really authentic in what he's doing, what he's trying. And David Spade is not quite so self-conscious about being cynical. And um, and uh, so, I don't know, there's... Uh, it's not quite as dumb as some of the other offerings, let's just say that. And I, I, I enjoy that one. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's a bit smarter yeah, than the yeah. other ones. That's not to say I haven't seen, you know, a number of the uh, the Adam Sandler stuff or whatever. I mean, I get it. I've had a couple laughs, but that's not a park the remote kind of yeah. thing for me. Right. Uh, yeah. I 
I agree wholeheartedly. So I've got a movie that's a little bit more a little bit more current. It's ten years old, but it's a little bit more current than some of the other ones we've talked about. That um, that when I when I bump into it, I'm like, oh I, yeah, I'm gonna watch this now. And that's um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, have you seen that? I I have, and that's that's a really good. It's an entertaining flick. It's it's it, it's enough of a thought provoker that what you can get something out of it. But it's also just a good movie. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's it's visually cool. It's kind of tongue in cheek. It's cast really well. Um, exactly. Um, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, all I can say is, let's just say that I'm. It's I'm not the generation that it's being marketed to, but I really kind of enjoy it for what it is. Uh, right. Um, and uh, you know, this is from a guy who really is. I'm also. I, I have really no history in gaming, and um, but but I I get the reference and sort of the uh, the retro appeal of the gaming that they're invoking when they're when they're doing right. it. So yeah. So hey. Um, let's let's talk about uh let's talk about one other uh one other facet of like when i was a kid i watched the carol burnett show a lot <laughs> right so here i'm right so here's where i'm headed yeah um occasionally there will be uh there will be a female comedian who will come up with something really inventive and really cool and it'll be something that you want to come back and see because uh although it's changing now for a long time, female voices in comedy weren't as big of a thing, and I realize I'm I'm leaning heavy on the comedy thing, but that's usually right. where the remote the remote parks. Well, for me. I mean that's that's where we are. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going to tell you there's a movie from a, probably about 12 years ago um, that I really like, and uh, and I don't know if you've seen it, but I will definitely watch it repeatedly. If it's on, I will stick with it, and that's the House Bunny. Have you seen this? No, I have not. So you know, you know who Anna Ferris is. Uh, she yes. Was, yeah. Okay. So it's it's her vehicle. She's the star of it. She's basically um, she's a girl who's aged out of the Playboy Mansion and is kind of wandering through through the world to find her way, uh, and she uh, stumbles across a sorority that you know is full of misfits, and they're trying to find a way to get their charter. Um, so it's very, very, you know, revenge uh, of the nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's you're right. Yeah, you got it right. So I explained <laughs> it well. There we go. <laughs> but she has, uh, she really, she delivers her best quirk uh, as sort of a dingbat, uh, and it's really subversive in just how clever she's being throughout right. the whole thing. So uh, anyway, I just wanted to give that a plug because I saw that not too long ago, and. Um, yeah, that that's a movie that I definitely uh, I definitely put down the remote and uh, say, okay, this is the part where X, Y, or Z is going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I, you know, I have to admit, there's a there's a comfort to those movies. I mean, even watching Rambo: First Blood the other night, there's like there's a comfort in 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 watching something that's like an old pair of shoes or a comfortable pair of jeans, whatever analogy you want to use. But there just seems to be like this, like, uh, right. And this is where this happens and this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, so it's, it, it, I guess it's the combination, right? There's the things that you know that, um, you're going to see this or that part again and you know that you enjoy it. Um, but a lot of times it brings you back to a moment when you were watching it maybe 
for the first time or the first handful of times. Uh, and that might be, a, you know, as you say, the nostalgia of it. So that's kind of mixed in. Right. I think that's definitely true for me with The Princess Bride as an example. Right. Um, and I think that would be why uh, you mentioned uh, the whole Harry Potter franchise. Why, you know, that could probably never mean the same thing to me that it does to a lot of people who are, you know, now you know, full-on adults, if not college students, right? Right. Well, yeah, you get you look at the time frame, and, and you know, they're good movies. I, I like watching them basically for the music. I enjoy, I enjoy the, the soundtrack that goes along with it. And they're entertaining movies, and they do tell a good story. And, you know, there's, there's not much fault in them that I can find other than there's some bad acting every once in a while, but, you know, that's going to happen mm-hmm. for kids. But, you know... It, it, it doesn't mean the same to you and I that it does mean to somebody in their early twenties, early to mid twenties. Mm-hmm. So somebody, I wonder somebody that grew up with it. Yeah, someone who grew up with it, it's going to be an entirely different phenomena. Right. Yeah. So I wonder, you know, right now, um, you know, what's what's um, I won't say this very moment, not right right now, but in the last few years, what's come out that's going to become a go-to movie for people all around us. Um, I already have an idea on it as I'm thinking it through. Um, well, I, go ahead. I want to say it's La La Land. I, I think so. Um, I, I, I agreed. I, I think that there, we are in a really good point movie-wise um, because a lot of the stuff that wouldn't get greenlit for... Um, let's say theatrical release are going, yeah. going right to Netflix or going mm-hmm. right to whatever, whatever streaming service you want to throw in that, in that space. And I think that we're going to become overwhelmed with, with stuff. And I think it comes down to, you know, you know, we're already talking about, you know, folks are talking about the series that are, are on the streaming services Yeah, and, and the, not so much the one-off movies. And I, what I'm, a, I'm not afraid of happening, but I mean, it seems like it could happen. Is that you're going to get blockbusters in theater, and then the art, smaller show type movies are going to be, you know, straight to stream. Yeah, you know what? Uh, that's really interesting. I know we talk a lot about uh, a lot of our conversations are about the changing world, not just uh, not what's just happening in 2020, but you know, within. Uh, the digital space and everything else right the new the new digital age the new digital age right and uh, so th- just very interesting thought because a lot of these things then then that are coming out now are not even going to be things that are uh going to become habitual park the remote kind of movies in the future they're they're starting off that way the, as, well yeah well they're already in a they're already in a space that you could watch at any time you want right Right. type thing and and I don't know that you know the way that we we ingest our our movies anymore is is going to change much more than what it has in the last little bit in that everybody's watching everything at home yeah yeah and um and the format becomes a lot more about how long can we hold people's attention to tell this story uh, versus how long can we keep them in a seat at a theater 
and expect that this story is you know going to be one that they're going to come back to well you know i've already seen some interviews with some of the the folks that are doing both again throwing throwing up my my geek flag uh-huh it you know i follow the marvel stuff and the, you know they're they're going to be streaming on disney and they're going to be in in the theater and before they weren't crossing over that much with what was on small screen versus big screen and now they're integrated beyond belief in their plans as they're rolling it out and what they're saying is you know they're going to get a lot more you're going to get a lot more detail it's almost like reading a book by chapter by chapter mm-hmm. as opposed to going to like seeing a blockbuster movie that's you know topping out at two and a half three hours now and you have to you have to take in all that at one at one fell swoop and then you're going to have to go back and watch it again because it was just going by so fast that mm-hmm. you it couldn't develop and now folks are getting that opportunity just to do the deep dive on the characters because they know they've got 13 episodes or whatever you know at an hour a clip to 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 build out their stories right and then you fold twitter into the mix and suddenly you are getting a bit of a real-time idea of what people are responding to and what they're not uh people like david ayer can talk about i know it's dc not marvel but say hey everyone the suicide squad movie that i shot was not the one that they delivered they tried to make it into deadpool and you should give my director's cut a shot well, I mean, I mean, the the big thing now is with the Justice League, the Snyder cut, and and they they did it. They uh-huh. actually and you know, HBO Max, I guess it is whatever their streaming service is, HBO Plus or what. I, I can't <laughs> I can't keep track anymore. Yeah. Anyway, they're they're building their whole marketing scheme around that at this point, that, and that's where it's come to. And if something like that does well on a small screen mm-hmm. I, I just don't see theaters with the overhead that they have to carry and all that you know going to a movie theater is is, is really going to be a viable option right. much longer so um, understanding where we're going to park the remote is already part of the pre-consideration now it's completely shifted in the, the production process right wow yeah that's right. a great point as we wrap up this episode we want to thank those that have chosen to listen let your friends know that they can find the not necessarily mad podcast in most places that you find your favorite podcast including spotify apple Podcasts, google play tune in pandora and many others as well as our home at madfamworld.com you can find a complete list of our podcast outlets links to things we discuss photos and extra podcast content on our facebook page Search for the Not Necessarily Mad podcast there. Stop by and give us a like. Stay safe.